Are you still mixing station gas and oil for your string trimmer, leaf blower, or chainsaw? Eliminate the mess and the guesswork with True Fuel, the original pre-mixed two-cycle fuel. True Fuel is ethanol-free and precision-engineered for small engines, improving performance, and extending the life of your outdoor power equipment. And True Fuel is available for both two- and four-cycle engines. Empower your equipment with True Fuel. Available at your local home and garden center today. A beautiful football Monday, Mr. Weissman. A little change up. I'm not going to be here on Friday. Kuzumana will be hosting the show with you on Friday. So we're going to be making our predictions today on a football Monday. You're listening to the Weissman and I's on I-95 Sports Network. I'm going to call 1605-562-8001. Press 5-2. Join the conversation if you like. Uh, we have a packed show for you today. We'll have Stephen Asanwitz of the SND Podcast channel coming on at 1205. Uh, he runs a great podcast channel with him and uh Dan. Dan. And if you want to listen to that, that is on SoundCloud. Uh just go to S N D podcast channel. iTunes. Uh, iTunes Google Play. Google Play. A bunch of different ways to listen. You can also find our, our show on his uh, on the S N D podcast SoundCloud. So Stephen, we got great games coming up this wild card weekend. We had an encouraging game that we had yesterday with the Giants, which we're gonna talk about that with Steven today. And uh we had Black Monday that came that kind of came early yesterday. You had coaches going into games yesterday, like Chip Kelly, that knew they were getting fired and still went out there and coached their butts off, actually, in that game yesterday. Oh, yeah. Actually, San Francisco gave Seattle a fight. That game was pretty close. Right. That ended, what? That ended was 20, 26, 24 or something? 25, 23 was a weird score. I just, uh, you know, I look at Seattle, and I don't know how. And I, I was giving them the Super Bowl appearance, what, six, seven weeks ago. Maybe I just didn't want to admit the Cowboys are the best team in the NFC, but I just look at that team and they have lost some bad. If they have to go in the road, on the road in these playoffs and they have to go twice, dare I say, they've lost to, they've lost to what? The Rams. They've lost to the, uh, no, they lost to the Cardinals at home. They tied the Cardinals. They lost to the Buccaneers recently. They got demolished by the Packers. This is a team that's just so different on the road than they are at home, but, uh, we're going to get into that a little later when we have Joe on at 1230, but, Giants are the most important thing right now. We're going to talk about that with Steven in a few minutes when he comes on. Yeah, well, we pretty much know what we do now. We know who the Giants are playing. And yeah. it may not be what Giants fans hope for, but they've done it before. They could do it again. This defense, I'm telling you, this defense is playoff ready. It's, it's, it's the best in the NFL. And you know what? The offense has clicked. The offense clicked yesterday. I you have to like yourself on the offense just I, I even though only scoring thirteen points came out in the second half, you know you had no although Beckham, you had these guys like Tavares King going in there and honestly Tavares King with a with a big play. Well, honestly. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. But um oh give me a break. Tavares is a good good name. And King is nice too. Um but this team and you everyone forgets, you know, they look at Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins. Majority of this year they're a top five offense if you really look at the numbers. So we're not talking about them shutting down a scrub offense as they did yesterday. Then again, what did I tweet out yesterday? Kirk Cousins in a big spot. What can go wrong? Well, a lot can go wrong. So you like what you saw from the Giants. You like the aggressiveness from Ben McAdoo. We like it now. We're saying now that we like it because no one got hurt. Because you did get Jenkins out of that game early. When he fell on his back going through an interception in the first in the first or second quarter, I mean, you held your breath, and you hear that he's sore, but it looks like he's going to be all right. 
Uh, I did not expect him to play. I didn't expect Snacks Harrison to play. They both played. Both came out relatively healthy as far as we know. And you know what? One thing a little bit underrated that I love to say, Steve, when Josh Norman knows he's overmatched, what does he do? He tries to get in your head. Mm-hmm. He tried that yesterday with Odell, and Odell just wasn't biting. It's just from week one to now, the maturity, the, the maturation of him that has grown so much that you just got to love it for the playoffs right now. And you're going up against the Green Bay secondary, which you saw dropping like flies last night during that game. So I, I think Odell's going to be ready. I think this team's going to be ready. I feel pretty good about going in, even though this Packers team is one of, if not the hottest team in the NFL right now. Well, it was either going to Green Bay or it was either going to Detroit. Yeah, well, obviously, Giants fans, we, the Giants have beaten Detroit this season. They have not beaten Green Bay. But the Giants were at their low, you could say, when they were playing Green Bay, right? You, oh, yeah. The Giants are still finding their footing after, uh, at, like during the, the Green Bay was not that. Also, mm-hmm. that Super Bowl caliber defense. No, and don't line. don't even forget. Don't forget they gave up 23 points that game. Didn't play the at the level they're playing now. They picked off Aaron Rodgers a couple of times. They gave him some trouble. So this team did give Green Bay some trouble the last time they met. And this is gonna really the hottest offense in the NFL going against the hottest defense. As a Giant fan, it scares the you know what out of me. But do you know what time this game is at? 4:40 on a Sunday. 4:40 on a Sunday. I will be <laughs> boarding the plane. Hopefully it'll be a TV so I can watch, honestly, but I'm sure there will be. The, this team, you just, you gotta feel good about some things. And, and, you know, I'm sure Steven feels good about Steven Asamos of the SD podcast channel feels good about some things too. And we have Steven on now. Steven, how you doing, buddy? Welcome to the postseason. Hello, Steve. Hey, not much, guys. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for coming on, of course. So, um, First playoff appearance in five years. Of course, it's got to go up against one of the hottest teams in the NFL. Um, yesterday, they played their stars for the majority of the game. Steven, some things that you liked yesterday that maybe encouraged you a little bit going into this game now. Um, Pearl, uh, Paul Perkins. Let's let's just go right right into it. Paul Perkins was the was the anchor of the offense yesterday. Um, over 100 rushing yards. I don't remember the last time we had one guy over 100 rushing yards in a game. Um, and you know, I said it to a couple of my friends a couple of weeks ago. He reminds me a lot of that rookie year 07 Ahmad Bradshaw, where you just hand him the ball, he finds a hole, and he's got that speed that can hit the hole. And that's what the Giants have been lacking the last couple of years in the running game. No speed back. Yeah, I mean, I like what I saw from, from Perkins yesterday. You and I, Stephen uh, Weissman, has been screaming for him to get the ball more for the last few weeks. It's, you know, when there's not even – when there's the smallest hold here, Stephen what you said the best. And he reminds you of Bradshaw. When he finds that hole, he's going to hit into it. and He's going to bust out for a few more yards. Um, what I understand the Packers – won six in a row, but how do you feel about going into this game? Six in a row, maybe a little bit flawed. Haven't beat really that many, that much requisite teams. I get it. Detroit's in the playoffs now. They're just not as good as they think they are. And Seattle, I understand they just haven't been the same on the road as they've got at home. Even how do you? They are a dangerous team, but if you if you have them outside of Central League Field, they're very vulnerable. Stephen, how do you feel about the Giants going into this game against the Red Hot Packers? Um, well, if you look back at the early game in October, I mean, yeah, it was earlier in the season. You know, the Giants lost that game by a touchdown. So, 
let's face it, that game, minus that opening drive for the Packers, the defense played great for the Giants. So right then and there, you got to feel confident about going into this game. Then you have a quarterback who's won two straight January games in Lambeau. Granted, both those times, uh, at least the last time the Packers had the week off, and, you know, they came in a little rusty, uh, having some time off, and then the other one, you know, they were coming in hot, we were coming in hot, and it was like the coldest game ever, and the Giants just dominated the game for the most part and made the plays that mattered to win the game. Uh, so I, I kind of have confidence, and you know what? It's the playoffs. You can't go into the postseason and say, oh, we're playing the Red Hot Packers. We're, there's no way we're going to win. No, you go in there and you say, all right, let's go. Game on. It's January. Everybody's zero and zero. What do you think the biggest uh, – from the obvious uh, advantages the Giants have, the defense and even the experience from the quarterback, what do you think the biggest X, X factor of the Giants is going to be in this game? What do you think the most important thing is going to be for the Giants in this game? So the offense hasn't really clicked a lot this year, and we've all noticed it, and it's been struggling and all that. But the thing that's going to be the biggest X factor we learned in the Giant-Cowboy game in December, it's going to be Brad Wynn. Where he places the ball when he has to punt is going to be the thing. Because, you know, you give him, you give Aaron Rodgers a really long field with our defense, you know, we could stop them. You give him a short field, it's, all right, five plays in the end zone. Now we have to go back and score a touchdown. I think the longer the field, the field position game is going to be huge this week. The longer the field, the, lo- the more advantage the Giants are going to have to use those pass rushers and get in there and use guys like Landon Collins to disrupt Rodgers and, all the other guys in Vernon and, you know, Big Hank is going to get in there a little bit too. So I think it's Brad Wing is going to be the biggest factor this week. Now, do, do you think that if they, you know, had a different opponent like the Lions, would it be – I, I don't want to say like an easier matchup, but, you know, a matchup they would have preferred? No. Honestly, personally, um, I don't think so because, like I said earlier, it's the playoffs. These guys, these teams that they're going in against are playoff teams. They're not, they're not the Cleveland Browns. They're not, you know, they're not the Jacksonville Jaguars. Or I'm sure there are plenty of Jet fans who will probably yell at me for saying this, but they're not the Jets. You know, this year's Jets. Um, they're playoff teams. No matchup is going to be easy. Going to Detroit, you heard it yesterday. Early in that game, it was loud. When they're indoors, it's loud. You go to Seattle, it's going to be loud. I mean. You said it earlier, Seattle isn't playing up to par, but still, it's Seattle. They're still a good team. Any of these teams are going to be good. It doesn't matter. Like I said, 0-0, zero and zero, everybody. It's one game. Everybody's the same at this point. Stephen, do you agree with me in saying the Giants have the best defense in the NFL right now? Oh, the best defense in the NFL. Um, of the teams that are left, Yes, of the teams, NFL, in the NFC, NAFC, the teams that are left, yes. Um, you know, if you give me a healthy Denver defense, I would take them over anybody after they won the Super Bowl last year. But right now, who's left? The Giants have the best defense. Kansas City's defense is pretty good. Uh, Kansas City's defense is pretty good. Do you Obviously, I know you're not Steve Spagnuolo, but do you see if Jonoris Jenkins is healthy, do you see Jonoris Jenkins shadowing Jordy Nelson, and you think they're going to devise a different plan for him because he has just been an absolute beast this year. Does that um, work? I think, it's, I think it's going to come down to whether Cobb plays or not because 
Then you got to worry about two guys. Now you now you got to worry about uh, Jordy, and you got to worry about um, Cobb. Uh, also, Devontae Adams has had a really solid season compared to last year when he couldn't catch the ball if his life depended on it. Um, so he's another guy you got to worry about also. So the way I see it, I think I think the fact that Jordy is more of a deeper threat than a guy like Cobb and Devontae Adams, you're going to see D- DRC on him because DRC has been the guy who's covered the go route. He's definitely the fastest of the three corners if you compare him, uh, Jenkins, and Eli Apple. So, in my opinion, I think you're going to put, you're going to have DRC on Jordy so that he can defend the deep route. Let Jordy beat you at the short routes. Let Jordy beat you there. DRC, he showed in the Lions game a couple weeks ago, he got beat on the play, but he was able to catch a guy. He was able to catch the guy after he got beat. And you need somebody with that speed. I think he's he's the fastest one out of the three, so he's going to be the one on Jordy. Now, from what I saw last night, something that really concerns me is, is Aaron, the mobility of Aaron Rodgers, the way he can take basically a broken play that we saw and make it a seven- or eight-yard game. Uh, do you see the Giants maybe having a spy on one of the linebackers, a spy on him, or do you think they're just going to hope that the edge rushers just keep him in the pocket? If you notice the game against the Cowboys last month, um, there was always a spy on Dax. You always made sure Dax didn't have a lane to make his play. You know, you had great defending down the field, and you always there was always an extra guy blitzing to make sure you contained, contained him. Now, then you go to the Eagle game, and you say, uh-oh, look at what Wentz just did against us, which is very similar to what Rodgers does compared to Dax. Um, but I think it's going to be that same game plan. Just, you know, have that one extra linebacker around there. They're not, they don't have a team that, you know, three, you put out two tight ends and three wideouts and everyone's spread out. They have a team that Ty Montgomery is going to be in the backfield. So you're going to have a guy like Castillas on him at all times. You're going to have, um, you'll probably have Devin Kennard rushing the passer a lot, which will be the linebacker who's going to be shadowing him for the most part. And you'll have Collins and you'll have uh, Adams as well moving up. And even Leon Hall is going to be standing around the pocket as well. Uh, no, last but not least, Stephen, do you think what we saw from the Giants O-line yesterday was good Giants or bad Redskins? So... I was watching that game, and I was thinking back to 2007 and what was the biggest question that year. And the biggest question going into that playoffs was, is the offense going to click? Is the offense going to give Eli protection? Is he going to have time to play? Yesterday was the first time in about a month that we actually saw the offensive line click. Now, keep in mind, it wasn't the offensive line that you're going to see Sunday. Bobby Hart didn't play at uh, left guard, who's the normal left guard, so he's going to be put back in there. I think the offensive line has actually played pretty well the past couple of weeks, and I think that they're ready to go, and they were the reason why Eli had the time yesterday to make some of those throws. What, what do you think the biggest concern is for the Giants going into this game on their side? What, what, do, you think, what do you think the thing is that can beat them, uh, beat themselves rather than the Packers beating them? Guys trying to do too much. You know, you, you see, look at the, uh, the Eagle game a couple of weeks ago, that Thursday night game. That third and 10, I think it was, third and nine, Odo Beckham tried to do too much to get the first down. They gave it to him. They had to reverse it and all that. I'm afraid that these young guys, you know, this is Beckham's first uh, postseason game. This is Perkins' first postseason game. 
Um, I can't recall if Rashad Jennings has ever played a postseason game. It's Sterling Shepard's first postseason game. It's Janaris Jenkins' first postseason game. You know, there's a lot of young guys on this Giants team. This is Olivia Vernon's first postseason game. You know, the last thing we want is to see Perkins trying to fight for that extra yard by sticking his hand out and a guy pops in and knocks the ball out. Or Beckham does the same thing. You know, these guys got to know to just sit down and take the play and move on to the next play when it matters early in the game. And then later in the game, if they have to fight for that extra yard, take the chance if they need to. All right, that's actually a very valid concern that I think about. Not a lot of postseason experience outside from Eli and Victor Cruz on this team. Steven, I'm going to put you on the spot. I, I, need, I need a prediction for you for this game, and I want a Super Bowl prediction from you as well. Oh, God, this game? All right, this week... The uh, This week, the Giants are going to go into Lambeau, and they're going to win a close game, 21-20. I don't know what the spread is, so make sure you take whatever whoever's the plus. It'll probably be the Giants. So. It, was three, it, went from, it opened up at 7, and it was down by 3.5 after a couple of hours. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, so. well, again, it's the playoffs. You know, going to Lambeau is a tough place to play. There's no question about it, but, you know, there's there's a different Eli Manning than there was the past couple of years, and there's a leadership out of Eli Manning that you say. You know, earlier in the year there was an issue with Beckham. He you saw him on the sideline grabbing Beckham last year. Nobody would grab Beckham during that Panther game, and it cost Beckham the the Viking game. You know, you saw it this year. Um, the linesman went over. You saw it yesterday actually. The linesman went over to to Beckham and said, "Listen, the push on your shoulder needs to stop." McAdoo and Eli went to him and said, listen, your day's done. And that's leadership. And that's what it's going to take to win this game, Eli being the leader that he needs to be, that we're paying him a lot of money to be. Um, As for the Super Bowl, you know, everyone in the AFC, everybody talking about the AFC says, oh, New England's going. Might as well book the ticket now. They're clicking on all cylinders. Has anybody watched the Pittsburgh Steelers? Minus yesterday? I mean, Le'Veon Bell, what can't he do? Antonio Brown, what can't he do? Roethlisberger is always giving the Patriots trouble. And that defense is playing top-of-the-line defense. I mean, again, minus the game against the Browns yesterday, where they benched everybody. I think the Steelers can actually go into New England in the AFC Championship game and come out with a win in that game. So I'm going to take the Steelers on on the AFC side. As for the NFC side, I I, I think um, the one team that scares me the most right now is going to be Atlanta. They've been in the Matt Ryan's been in the playoffs. They're they're flying on all cylinders. I think the bye week hurts them a little bit, but I think that rust will come off real quick. Um, and I honestly think if it comes down to Atlanta going to Dallas, I think Ryan and Julio are going to go in there and have put on a show in Jerry's world, and it's going to be Pittsburgh versus Atlanta. You had to bet your money. Who do you think wins that game? That's going to that 50-55 type of game. Wow, that that game. Um, I'm going to go, like, like I said earlier, that Steeler defense is just, you know, you can never bet against the Steeler defense, no matter who the coach is on that team. Um, so I'm going to say the Steelers are going to end up winning that game. And it's actually going to be very close. Well, there it is. Stephen Nassamowitz of SND Podcast Channel. We take we, we appreciate you taking time out of your day to come talk to us about the Giants and NFL playoffs. 
if you want to listen to Stephen SND, Stephen Dan on the SND podcast channel, you can find him on Google Play, SoundCloud, iTunes. iTunes, all over the place. Does a great job with his with his podcast. Definitely go check it out. Stephen, we appreciate you coming on with us, and appreciate uh, everything you do for us too, uh, promoting our show as well. Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot for uh, having me. Look forward to doing it again soon. Of course. Let's go Giants. Let's go Giants sooner rather than later. Definitely we're going to have Steven back on. Um, Listen, he actually made a lot of good points, points that I didn't even see, you didn't even see. This team really doesn't have much playoff experience. No, you you think about guys like Landon Collins, uh, Eli Apple, Janoris Jenkins, Kevin Vernon. you got to point out to the guys that actually do have the playoff experience. JPP is not going to be playing in this game most likely. Um, if they were to win this game, maybe the divisional matchup would be uh, the ideal pinpoint time when he would come back, Eli. But if you think about it, that, that's on your roster. You're losing some playoff experience and, you know, a Super Bowl uh, winner in Shane Vereen. Uh Yeah, I mean, it's sad that he didn't, get to, uh, he didn't get to be here with us. Obviously, he retore his triceps. And you got Eli, you got Victor Cruz. Uh, he, I know it's a, he's a long snapper, but Zach Diossi, I mean, those three and JPP are really the only guys that have any playoff ex- or any playoff experience on this team, or at least with this team from the past Super Bowl runs. You know, that does concern you. I'm looking at Aaron Rodgers' playoff record at seven and six. I mean, the guy, listen, let's break it down. Before we get into the Giants, let's break down the Packers. Okay. Ty Montgomery. He's a wide receiver running in open field as a running back. It scares the living daylights out of you. The secondary, obviously, is dropping my flaws already when it wasn't already good enough. Uh, That run defense does scare you. They are one of the best run defenses in the league. The only time they really got burned uh, were against Rob Kelly, which obviously they were not doing well at that time, and Ezekiel Elliott, which everyone got burned by Ezekiel Elliott, so nothing to be ashamed about there. These Devonte Adams, you can guarantee that he drops a couple balls. He has, he has had a really he incredible. Season. He has, he doesn't get talked about. Best player of the year, if that's an award in the NFL. Uh, it is. Oh, good lord, I love you. Uh, he's had his 11th touchdown yesterday. Very underrated guy. People don't talk about him a lot because of the stars that they have on that team: Rogers, Jordy Nelson, even Randall Cobb. Um. But you know, you look at and then you look at the offensive line. It's a tough offensive line. So. And then I, the mobility of Aaron Rodgers worries you. But Aaron Rodgers has not had, aside from that great Super Bowl run, which let's break down that, they went into Philadelphia and beat a team with Michael Vick that was probably a little bit overrated. I don't think they were as good as people were giving him credit to. As uh, After that, they went into Atlanta and beat up an Atlanta team, a number one seed Atlanta team that clearly wasn't ready for the spotlight. I mean, 42-17 to 17 was the score, if I'm not, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. And then they went into Soldier Field and went in against the Bears team that was down to their third third uh, third string quarterback while Jay Cutler was riding on the bike. Okay, so that was their run. And then the, of course the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, you got to give them credit for that win, obviously. Ever since then, the the games that they won have been a Joe Webb led Minnesota Vikings team and obviously a Kirk Cousins team that completely shrinks in the spotlight as we have seen the last they few we, we have seen the last few weeks yesterday yesterday and um uh two weeks before they beat they beat chicago the week before that but the week uh prior to that 
Uh, they went to at home Carolina against the Carolina team that clearly uh, underachieved this year, and they just got beat up by Carolina. So in the spotlight, Kirk Cousins, uh, a lot can go wrong. So you know, and then we look at this six-game winning streak. You know, they've beaten Chicago, not a very good team in my eyes. Minnesota clearly packed it in by then. Okay, Seattle, a lot of flaws, bad offensive line, not great on the road. We have seen. I mean, they went three, four, and one on the road. Opposed to seven one at home. So, um, well, they beat uh, they beat a Philadelphia team that clearly they the rails fell out fell off the train uh, after a few, after really the first three weeks after they started out three zero. So those are the types of teams that they beat. I mean, really, they didn't, they didn't beat anyone, but they beat Detroit. Obviously, they did beat Seattle. I get it, and I don't want to undermine Seattle too much. I'm going to shut up now because you know, but. <laughs> Because I'm a bad feeling because we win this game, we'll see Seattle, and they're just gonna make me eat crow. But they, you know, they've seen you've seen them lose bad games on the road this year, and that being one of them, it's just I I haven't seen a real good quality win from this Packers team. Let me make this clear: the winner of this game of Giants uh, Packers goes on to verse the winner. They would go depending, most likely, unless Detroit goes in and beats Seattle in Seattle, which I really don't think that would happen. Um, Seattle. It, Detroit's going to be in Seattle. They're the sixth seed. Yes, yes, right, seed. Right, right. Okay, unless they go in there and beat Seattle, which I don't believe that will happen, the winner of this game will go to Dallas. So that's obviously there's no there's no easy game. Steven said it before. These are playoff teams. There's no easy game right. in this in this playoff. There's no easy games in the AFC. There's easy games in the AFC. I'm so sorry. I undermine that. But you know, you have probably what's going to be a Brock Osweiler led. Texans team, which we saw how that worked out for the first 14, 15 weeks. You got a Raiders team that's just so sad to see how they've turned out because really, you watched that game yesterday and everything just went to die. Uh, you All the hope you had that maybe they can get the AFC Championship game, maybe Carbill, that's not happening. Talk about uh, come back know, next year. Talking about an injury that really hurt. Oh, worst, worst of them all. And I think it, I think it increases his MVP deservings. Because really, you watched that game yesterday. This team, we talk about, when we talk about the MVP, we talk about where would this team be without this player? Okay? That was bad yesterday. I understand it was in Denver against that Denver Broncos defense. That was bad. That was, that was bad. That was, was the worst I've seen Oakland all season. Yeah, I know Joe's going to be upset about his black hole uh, when he comes on in a few minutes, which we're going to talk to him in a few minutes uh, after this commercial break. Back. We will be back. After this commercial on Weissman and Oz and on 95 Sports Network. Introducing the s Podcast channel, your new source for all types of podcasts. We are looking for new podcasts to add to our channel. So if you ever wanted to start a podcast, reach out to us via Twitter, DM, or just add us at s Podcast. Or message us on Facebook or even email us at s Podcast at gmail.com. Once you reach out to us, we'll tell you the best way to create a podcast. All types of podcasts are, are welcome. So anything you want to talk about for our podcast, just let us know. No idea is a bad idea. We're already on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play, and all other podcast apps. All you have to do is record the podcast. So hit us up soon so you can start your podcast now. Back with you on Weissman and Oz. The number to call is 1605-562-8001. Press 5 to chime in. We will have Joe on on this Football Monday for his wild card weekend predictions and his Super Bowl predictions. We got some great games this weekend. We got Miami and Pittsburgh. 
Obviously not some great games to uh, Oakland without their car and, and Houston Texans. I can go without that game, seriously. Oh, because you're afraid that Houston's going to win it. I, God, Realistically, God's honest truth, if I didn't have such a hatred for them, I'd probably pick Houston. I can't. After everything I've been through, I cannot stomach to pick this team. Oh, because Brock Osweiler had a good game after Savage got hurt yesterday? Can you agree with that? Brock Osweiler had a good game for the first time this year in a game that meant absolutely, yards. absolutely nothing. You made a good point just now. That man got paid $17 million, played a majority of the game, and a majority of the games this year, and couldn't even eclipse 300 yards once, not once this season, Steven, in a, in, a, in a division where you play Indianapolis twice, awful defense, Jacksonville twice, awful defense, Tennessee twice, pedestrian defense. They played Oakland, awful defense. I, I, I can't wrap my head around it. So if you want to sit there and have Brock Osweiler, you could go ahead and have Brock Osweiler. I just wish the Kansas City Chiefs were playing against today. That get, I would take – I would go off to Vegas and make bets. That would They wouldn't reach double-digit points in that game. I can't stand you. I can't stand Brock. I can't stand the Houston Texans. And, God, I hope Mac McGloin or, or, or Connor Cook goes in there. And just please give me something. I, God, hope that Camille Khalil Mack goes in there and absolutely eats Brock Osweiler alive, the whole six foot seven basketball-type player of him. I can't stand it. And I guarantee when Joe comes on in about a minute or so, I guarantee he's going to agree with me. He can't stand the Houston Texans anymore. I just want it to be over, Steven. I want it to be done. I want it to be over with. Oh, good Lord, I can't stand it. Well, he's probably going to be your starter now. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure what the – the concussion results were, but uh, we will have Joe on right now to talk about Wild Card Weekend. Joe, good afternoon, Hi, gentlemen. Joe. Welcome to. Good afternoon. How are you doing today, my friend? Um, the jet season is over. Hello. I am doing much better. <laughs> oh God, uh, Joe! Obviously, uh, not a great season for the Jets. Uh, maybe they can come back next year. I don't know how you feel. Todd Bowles is back. Obviously, he is. But we do have some good news. Woody Johnson handing the power over to his brother, being the U.K. ambassador now. Uh, how do you feel about that? Are you excited or what? It's hard for me to get excited about the unknown, really, with the Jets. Um, you, you never know what's – this could be a great thing or it could be a disaster. Whenever it comes to the Jets, it's always those two scenarios. <laughs> but usually, you know, you just don't take the ladder. Uh, Joe, we're going to get into Wild Card Weekend first, and then we're going to get some Super Bowl predictions along with Stevens, and I can't wait to see Stevens' predictions. Uh, first, the game of the Wild Card Weekend. Oakland visits Houston. Oakland, obviously, it's going to either be Matt McGloin or it's going to be Connor Cook, unfortunately, the black hole, uh, not living up to the potential because of the injury to Derek Carr. Houston, we don't know who's going to be the quarterback. If Savage is healthy, Savage will play. If not, Brock Osweiler, the $17 million man, will go in there. The man that Stephen uh, predicted would be uh, representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. Houston's favored by three points. Joe, who you got? Before I make this prediction, he's over there yelling, Brock and roll your co-host. While I'm sitting here watching the Rose Bowl parade, and it looks like your co-host should be marching on it wearing a helmet. But 
Um, as far as Oakland-Houston go, I think this game's going to be a defensive battle. Um, it, it's really a shame that Oakland's not going to have Derek Carr in this game. I thought they were the only team that would be able to give the Patriots a run this year. I'm still going to go with Oakland here. Getting a little bit of an upset. Uh, I think the defense, Khalil Mack is going to come through, and Brock or Savage, they're just going to come up a little short. I'm going to go with some questions of Houston. Brock had a promising game. No. In a meaningless game. In a meaningless game. That meant nothing. Obviously a loss. You might as well call Lucas Duda. I mean, he's Lord. Uh, uh, I I can't stomach, I can't stomach the six of the Jackson game. I'm gonna go with Oakland. I'm gonna go with Jack Del Rio out coaching Bill O'Brien who the reports coming out, if they lose this game, you know, there's a chance that he could be out, which I think would be the wrong move. I mean he wins the division two years in a row. I don't think it deserves firing when you have no talent at the quarterback position. Uh I think I think Oakland's defense was improving every improving every single week. Uh, I think comes up big here. I could see him winning in like a 13-10 type of game. I think Latavius Murray, uh, Jalen Shard, and DeAndre Washington definitely help out in the running game and, and Amari Cooper making some big plays. So give me Oakland in this one. I, I cannot stand to stomach a victory by the Houston Texans. Not, no, I can't do it. Uh, Joe, got the Lions. Obviously, they, they got lucky because the Giants ended up helping them out, uh, beating the Redskins. So they were far in as the wild card. Seattle seven and went on home this year. Obviously, a better home team than Rhodes. Lions going in there seven and a half point underdog on Saturday night. Joe, who you got? Yeah, I'm going to take Seattle here at home, and it's just something about Detroit in a big game that always comes up short. You saw it last night against Green Bay. The only way they got in was the fact that Washington uh, dropped the ball against your Giants yesterday. So I'm taking Seattle at home. Yeah, I'm going to go with Seattle here also. I think, you know, the home team, you know, being Seattle, I don't think anyone's defeating them in that in that building. Yeah, I'm going to, we're all going to be in agreement here. I, seven and a half, I think they win by two touchdowns, honestly. I think this is like 28-14 type of game. Joe, you said it. Whenever it comes to the big game, the big spotlight, like the Redskins, the Detroit Lions also falter. So uh, I'll take the Reds, uh, the Seahawks winning by a couple touchdowns at home uh, in January. This one, uh, biggest spread of the biggest spread of the weekend. The Dolphins visit the Steelers. Steelers ten point favorites. Obviously didn't play anybody yesterday, but they do have Triple B. Dolphins have great running game in JJ and Matt Moore has been competent. So who you got on this game? Uh, th- this game, I-, I truly think, is going to be a little closer than people realize. But one thing about Pittsburgh in January, it's cold and it's hostile. Uh, your co-host and I learned that firsthand last year on uh, New Year's Day, our trip there. Um, Pittsburgh wins this one at home. Yeah, um, Pittsburgh taking a victory over Miami in this one. I just, just first, probably one of the most complete teams in this uh, in playoff picture. The first time I couldn't remember in a long time. Steve made a good point. Pittsburgh is one of the most complete teams uh, in, in the playoffs because of the way the defense has played over the past six or seven weeks. Because of how complete that offense is with, probably, with definitely the best trio in the NFL with 
Triple B. Uh, Joey said it. It's going to be cold. I think Miami's going to keep this one close because I think the dinking and dunking of Matt Moore and the running game of Jay Ajayi is going to keep them in this game. And it's cold. you got to run the football. And Jay Ajayi, we saw this year, two, two 200-yard games can run the football. I could see this being probably like a 2017 type of game, 27-23 type of game. This game, this game is definitely going to be closer than 10 points. But I think uh, I think Miami definitely keeps it close. Oh, boy. My favorite game of the week. The 11-5 Giants, best defense in the NFL, go into Green Bay against the hottest team in the NFL. Green Bay is favored by four points Sunday night, Sunday afternoon, however you want to take that, at 440. Joe, let's do the honors, my friend. Who do you got? This is going to be the best game of the week, um, the game that I'm looking forward to sitting in front of my TV and watching. Um, boys, I'm going to put a smile on your faces right now. I'm taking the Giants, going on the road and getting that win. I want to see that matchup against Dallas in the next round just as much as anyone else. I'm going to go, obviously, with the Giants here. I'm not being biased. I think the Giants are also coming in pretty hot, too. You know, I think this is going to be more of a low-scoring game, though. I don't... Absolutely. I see Green Bay, you know, coming up with the defensive too. And uh, like Steven said earlier, I mean, this thing could be a, a one-point game when it comes to the end of it. You, you said it. Um, if this game isn't a low-scoring game, to me, the Giants have no shot. Uh, I'm looking at the playoff records of Eli and Aaron Rodgers. It's 83 compared to 7-6. and six. Uh, I'm looking at the two defenses. I'm looking at the two secondaries. I'm looking at the pass rushes. Uh, I'm looking at the running games, and Ty Montgomery scares you because he, he is a wide receiver in the open field uh, as a running back. I look at this defense, and I really – I am just giddy in my seat. And the, uh, Aaron Rodgers does terrify me, especially the way he can break out of the pocket. I'm going to take the Giants to win this game. I think around seven – it might sound crazy, 17-14, only holding Aaron Rodgers to two touchdowns. I think the Giants' defense is legit, and you know what? You know that old saying, defense wins championships. I think there's a step in the right direction for that. I think the Giants definitely take this game in Green Bay in a cold Green Bay, which is supposed to be single digits. <laughs> God. Um, Joe, uh, let's make it more fun. I want your, I want who you think is going to be in the NFC and the AFC championship games, and I want your Super Bowl prediction. Wow. I think we're going to go – in the NFC, I think we're going to see Seattle and Dallas. Sorry, I know I'm going to get, you know, a lot of stuff from you guys for that. Um, in the AFC, I think it's going to come down to what I predicted earlier in the season. I think we're going to see New England and Pittsburgh. Steven, um, in the beginning of the year, you picked Houston to go to the Super Bowl. Who you got now, Big Daddy? Step up to the plate. Don't do it. Don't do it. I do Pittsburgh Steelers. I do Pittsburgh Steelers. The Patriots are going to win. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to go to the Super Bowl. Oh my God! Against those New York Giants. Oh my! Oh my Lord! Oh God! So you just gave me your Super Bowl prediction without a jumping cutting line in front of Joe. Joe, who do you got in the Super Bowl? Big Daddy oh, actually, wait, is just know. wandering around aimlessly. Errol, we need your pick, though. God, I did such a good job posting. 
I forgot to give you my pick. Um, in the AFC, I'm actually, we all agree, I'm going to think, I think Pittsburgh and New England is on a collision course for the AFC Championship team. I, I think that was declared once Derek Carr broke his leg uh, because I, I thought Oakland would be meeting New England in New England. But uh, Pittsburgh, honestly, they got the easiest road. I mean, they got a Miami team that really they deserve to be in a postseason. I think it's the weakest team in the postseason AFC and the second weakest team in the, in the postseason AFC and NFC. Um, and I think, you know, them going to Kansas City, I, I don't know why Andy Reid does the things that he does with, with clock management sometimes in the playoffs, but I think he'll just find a way to screw that one up too. So I'm going to take New England and Pittsburgh uh, and Pittsburgh in the AFC Championship game. And in the NFC, I, defense wins games, man. Defense wins championships. I don't – the Giants are going to go into Dallas a third time – or they're going to play Dallas a third time. I really just don't have faith in a rookie tandem in Dak Prescott and TKLA. And I get they play great, fantastic, probably the best rookie duo we've ever seen in the NFL. But, you know, the bright lights on, two rookies. I think they're going to win a – I think that tandem will definitely win a Super Bowl for time to come, uh, Super Bowl or two. But I think in your rookie year, I think it's going to be too much of these two young kids. So I think the Giants and the Falcons are going to be in, in the NFC Championship game. I keep saying it. Seattle on the road isn't the same team as Seattle at home. I think if you have to go into a hostile environment like Atlanta, uh, an offensive juggernaut that Atlanta is, I think Seattle is going to come up short in that game. So give me the Giants and the Falcons in NFC Championship team. No, Super Bowl predictions, my friend. Uh, you know, it pains me, but I'm going to call the game here. It's going to be New England versus Dallas. And the New England Patriots get another Super Bowl victory. Oh, man. I know that one must have stung, Joe. Oh, God. I it credit, pains though. me, but yeah. that team... That team is just, you know, they're New England. There's no other way to say it. Yeah, I mean, no. uh, they're almost at all. But, you know, Joe, something I just wanted to talk to you real quick about. You know, we we do have our show together on Friday. I'm very excited for that. Looking forward to it. Yeah, um... You know, how about that New Year's Eve win uh, with the uh, New York Islanders? That was that. Can you say that was the most complete win of the season? Where where did we get into this? Oh. Uh, we uh, we might as well make a baseball reference here and say that Big Daddy just threw us a curveball here with that change of topics. Um, yeah, I, I thought that they played very well. I think uh, you know, putting an end to this three goalie system is is something that needed to happen. Um, and you know we're only we're eight points back. We have two games in hand on the guys ahead of us. You know anyone who says that the New York Islanders are done or dead just yet, don't jump the gun. Ottawa was 15 points out last February, went on a big run. So anything could happen. All right, now that Stephen, Stephen, going to ask you to not shy away from the bright lights like Kirk Cousins or, or Matt Stafford after we got that little hockey talk. And Stephen, your Super Bowl predictions. Step up to the plate, Lucas Duda. Let's go. Okay. Um, I think it's going to be the Giants Steelers, aren't you? And I think the Giants come, come up big. Ah. 
I, I got a kid. I got to do it. He's like a kid in a toy do. store. He just loves to dream. Gotta do I'm gonna take a team that has a two-time Super Bowl MVP. I'm gonna take a team that has the best defense in the NFL. I'm gonna take a team that has the most explosive young receiver in the NFL. And I can't believe I'm saying it. And I, I didn't think this three, four weeks ago. And honestly, I'm not being biased. If I was being biased, I, I would take them to, uh, not well, I guess it does seem like I'm being biased. I'm going to take the Giants and the, and the Patriots as finish off the trilogy. I think it just makes too, I think it's just too good of a storyline. It makes too much sense. I really do believe that this is going to happen. The three, the three, uh, these two teams met twice before and they were absolute classics. I'm going to take the trilogy and, Dare I say, I'm going to take the Giants to win the Super Bowl. I really, God, honestly, believe that's going to happen. With Joe, I know. And you know what? Let me say this. And I will and I will hold my word to it. I, If the Giants go into Green Bay on Sunday and they lose, I will pick the Packers. I honestly do think that the winner of that game will be representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. And dare I say, winning the Super Bowl. I just think that that matchup really really is the all end and all be all because I do think uh, the winner of that game goes to the Super Bowl. I do think to the two hottest teams in the NFC right now, Giants with the hottest defense, uh, Packers with the hottest offense. And I, I think the Giants, Eli Manning finally comes to fruition. I think he comes up and, and sees the Eli and becomes the Eli of old. I think Odell has a couple big, big games in the playoffs. I think he was meant for this for the postseason. I think he is a definite star. And I'm going to take the New York Giants to beat the New England Patriots in Super Bowl 51 in Houston, the place that Brock, the place that Brock built. Mark it down right now, boys. Giants My get their fifth. God. Fifth. God, I can't think. I'm just so hyped right now. The Giants will win Super Bowl 51 against New England, and Tom Brady will continue to be, uh, will continue to be Superman. And Eli Manning will continue to be his kryptonite. Mark it down. Do you guys know? Do you guys? Let me ask you, boys, both a question. Do you, either one of you know how to cook? No clue at all. Nope. No. I suggest you guys learn because you're going to be feeding Zeke. That's a bold statement, Joe, considering we've got the best pieces. Zeke, I understand he had over 100 yards that one game in the, uh, in the Meadowlands. Or MetLife, rather. But I just, I don't see. If they go into Dallas, I think they're going to force Dak. They're going to stuff up the middle. Joe, you know best, better than, you know, better than us. You, we watched Snack Harrison over the past few years at the Jets. This guy is a beast. And I think with him and Ankins up the middle, I don't think Zeke is going to have that much success. Especially if Tyron Smith is going to still be banged up for that game. I mean, we'll see if he'll be playing. But I think the Giants can go in there and beat Dallas. If you think if they do beat Dallas, if they beat Dallas, do you think they'll be in route to the Super Bowl? Uh, yes. Yes, I do. Um, I just don't see them beating Dallas. Third time's a charm. I know uh, your co-host, Errol, actually came to my house on Christmas Eve and said in my living room, I want the Dallas Cowboys in the playoffs. I think that's a want that you're really going to have to be careful what you wish for. <laughs> We'll see what happens. 
Joe, uh, one more thing before I let you go, and before I, you know, three days from now you'll be hosting my co-host. Do you, who do you, I want a bold prediction. Who do you think will be quarterback in the New York Jets next year? Uh, oh, man. Um, excuse me. Uh, uh, do, do you see how choked up I get when you ask me that question? Um, I could see Tony Romo being the quarterback of the Jets. I could see some guy we've never heard of being the quarterback of the Jets. Um, that's just the Jet way to do things. I can I can see Joe Fetty being the starting quarterback of the Jets. Oh, God. I just I, Joe, I can't wrap my head around. You draft a guy in the second round, and you can't get him a NFL snap. I mean, you had nothing to play for week seventeen, and you couldn't get this guy in the game. That is the jet way, guys. We're going to redshirt this kid for the year. I thought it was a horrible pick to begin with. Now, I, I, I haven't looked lately. Do we know what pick this is going to have in this draft? Yes, it's the sixth pick. The sixth pick. So you think the quarterback is there, Deshaun Watson or Mitch Trubisky. Do you like either of those guys as the sixth overall pick for the Jets? Um, guys, I'm rooting for someone in that draft, and I don't know if he's going to last till six. But the guy I want, uh, the New Jersey boy, Jabril Peppers, out of Michigan. That guy is probably the most talented. They call him Superman. He can play safety, he can play linebacker, one of the most, if not the most complete players in that draft. And I, I can't wait. Listen, when, even when the NFL, NFL season's over, it's not over. You got coaching high, you got hire, coaches hiring, you got um, free agency, and you got my favorite, the NFL draft. Joe, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, everybody, the New England Patriots, according to Joe, New England Patriots will beat the Dallas Cowboys in Super Bowl 51, and he will be on Friday with Mr. Weissman over here to co-host with him as I will be on vacation, and we definitely appreciate him taking time out to come out and, and uh, fill in for me. Uh, anytime, Joe, guys. thank you so much. Errol, Errol enjoy and, your vacation. Thank you very much. I'll talk to you on Monday. Stephen, we'll see you on Thanks, Friday. Uh, I will see you, Joe. Have a good one, guys. You too, Joe. Joe Cusimano, everyone, uh, our good friend and uh, our favorite, favorite degenerate. It's been a good season. It has been a good season. It's going to get even better because I, I really do. I want you to tell me where you see the confidence in, in picking the Giants to win the Super Bowl. Uh, I'll start with the defense, Errol. Uh, this defense I haven't seen. I haven't seen this Giants defense in quite some time. You know, it's been a couple of years since this Giants defense has been this complete. And like you said, defense wins games. Um, obviously, you know, they have the, their superstar in Odell Beckham, who can easily win it. Uh, I, I can't say easily because this is his first game in the playoffs. In the playoffs. But I, would, I can see that Odell taking the game into his own hands and, you know, being a huge factor in the Giants' victory. We were talking about it with Stephen before, and one of the things that really encouraged me about Odell, uh, his maturity and how, how he's increased maturity over the past 17 weeks. From week one, we saw, you know, I, our, I, let's start with really week three, the first time you saw Josh Norman again, uh, the whole kicking net, the whole kicking net um, info situation. The week after, Xavier Rhodes pushing him around in Minnesota, I mean, we saw this guy time and time again just really look at him and say, well, he's a child or he's immature, and 
if this continues, Messi's career could derail. And ever since then, he says all the right things after the game. And people want to point out him literally banging his head in Philadelphia. I'm sorry. I want a guy like that. I want a guy who's going to give you fire. Dare I say Odell has taken a slight leadership role on this team. The way you see him mentor him and Victor Cruz, mentor the young wide receivers uh, in Sterling Shepard and Roger Lewis Jr. Um, the way... The way he does take accountability, he does take accountability uh, after the game when accountability should be taken from him. Uh, I think that's a big deal, and I think it's a big deal that the Giants' defense is playing as well as they're playing, even without Jason Pierre-Paul. And if he were to come back, that would be a huge deal. And Joe said, if if the thing keeping the Giants in the Super Bowl is the Dallas Cowboys, as Joe thinks that it is, I, I think the Giants are getting there. This is the perfect path for them. If they win this game, go to Dallas. Because now I think it's getting into getting into it where it's mental with with the Dallas Cowboys. You know, if they have to go in and face that, uh, Dak has to go in and face that defense a third time. You know, I think it's going to be in his. I think the Giants' defense is going to be in his head. I really do believe I that. I think so too. And, you know, the young uh, young quarterback like that. I mean, you can't not, expect much in a playoff. In a scenario like that? It's not fair to put that much pressure on a rookie. I just don't think he's going to be ready for that. I said it just now. I think they will win a Super Bowl or two with this duo. Do you think they played over their heads? What do you mean? Do you think they played higher than, higher than they really can be? No, I, I think what we saw is, is only the starting potential of this two of these two and Dak and Zeke. Do you think they're, uh, you know... A factor of that offensive line. Yes, I believe, but that's how you build a football team. We want we want to criticize them so much because of the offensive line. I think we should give more credit to Jerry to Jerry uh, to uh, to Jerry because right. because um just because you know I, I mean we we talk about so much about creating a football team front starting in the trenches. I mean that kid Irving. On the defensive side, can be a huge factor. I mean, he could you could see him eating up Eli Manning for lunch that day. But I mean, the off it starts with the offensive line, and if Tyron Smith doesn't play, that's a huge. You don't have your all-world left tackle not playing. That could be a huge, huge deal, Steve. So I, I definitely think the Giants can go in there and beat Dallas. I think I can see Odell having a big game there too. It's, you know, assuming that they do get through this game in Green Bay, because as Joe said, it this is the best game of the weekend. And it's going to be, honestly, it's going to be an all-time classic. Not all-time classic, but it is going to be a classic. that we're going to see it from these two teams. Uh, Steven, for a few minutes left, I want to, listen, my favorite thing about the NFL, too, it doesn't stop. The offseason, I cannot wait. We saw how many coaches get fired. Or student open coaching we, positions we, now. We just saw the San Diego coach just get fired. Gary Kubiak yeah. is stepping down. Chip Kelly got fired. Obviously, there's going to be opening in L.A., um. Uh, excuse me, as I as I reminisce for a second, but uh, there are a lot of coaches. Obviously, we're gonna see Jacksonville. Jacksonville's open now. Um, let's go through Buffalo too. So that's the six. Let's go through. I and from top to bottom, I, I think this is gonna be a fun search. I think you know we're gonna see some different situations. I think a team like Denver will stay in house. Uh. God bless the Kubiak. Hope he gets better. Hope he has a good time with his family uh, and a nice retirement. I think you see him stay in house with a Wade Phillips type of guy. I mean, you think when John Fox got fired, they stayed in house with Kubiak. It ended up working out. 
And I think you see a, a team like LA definitely go after a defensive guy or an offensive guy. I think they're going to need an offensive guy to develop uh, a young Jared Goff, as I think that's the most important thing to them. So, and, and honestly, and we're talking about staying in house, my Jacksonville Jaguars, man. I think Doug Marone is the right guy for this job. I think you saw him play well over the last few weeks. I think Doug, now, if you remember right, Doug Marone uh, was promised a Jets job, in quotes, promised the Jets job. Left Buffalo, did not get the Jets job, and he was out of a job. So, I mean, you see where he ended up. Don't, don't be surprised to see, you know, a group like Shanahan uh, to get back from the picture. Kyle Shanahan? Yeah. Yeah, I think, well, he's actually taking, people are requesting him already, the Rams, the 49ers. I think you see him, I think it's either going to be him or Josh McDaniels that goes to L.A. We're talking about an offensive guy to develop, to develop Jared Goff. Uh, a guy in McDaniel's, I get it. He faltered after his first time, faltered his first time coaching. How many guys faltered the first time coaching? Coughlin, uh, Pete Carroll, Bill Belichick. A lot of guys falter after the first time coaching. So I, uh, another guy, you know, uh, we say it's impossible, but why is it impossible? Like, Harbaugh, like. It's, it's not happening. It's not happening. He's not going anywhere. I, I really do believe that. He said he's not going anywhere. When he comes out and says he's not going anywhere, I don't believe he will. Another guy who, who uh, I think could get should get another chance uh, on the defensive side of Jackson. No, not Jacksonville. I got, I'm going to look it up right now. Mike Smith, Mike Smith, former coach of the Falcons. I mean, people want to want to criticize him so much. He got to an AFC championship. I get it. He was 67, 67 and 47 in his career. 20 games over 500. Okay, I get it. He was one and three in the postseason. Uh, those three games were the eventual, eventually ended up in the Super Bowl, those three teams that they lost to. So I, I really, and the one game that they won was against a top Seattle team who was on the uprise. So I think Mike Smith, the guy, 20 games over 500, I think, uh, he's not, he's, he's a defensive coordinator with the Buccaneers. A guy 20 games over 500, I think should get another chance. I think Jim Schwartz should get another chance. You saw, we saw firsthand how good that defense can be with the right talent when the Giants played Philadelphia a few weeks back. So I think that's a guy that could get another chance. Steven, you think uh, you think our boy Rex Ryan makes another appearance? Well, I think we could see him on TV. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'll make a TV appearance. I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm sure he wants to coach still. But he's also come out and said, you know, he, he'd love to be on the other side of things. Uh, oh, he would be fantastic. He'd be great. He, so. he really would be fantastic. But he'd be a good fit. No, he's not a horrible coach. I don't. No, he's not a horrible. I think he's not. He's not a horrible coach, but he just. Would you like him like out there like San Francisco? Um. See, I, think, I don't know if he's a West Coast guy. I don't know if he's a West Coast guy. I think they. He could definitely makes noise out there with his mouth as as he does everywhere he goes. Definitely not a Jacksonville. No, not a Jacksonville guy. Jacksonville. I think maybe San Francisco. Because you don't know what's going on with the quarterback situation. If they're going to want to develop a quarterback, I think they go after a guy like Shanahan or McDaniel. I can see Indianapolis. I can see now. There now we right now we know those six jobs are open. Two jobs that could open up as we got to wrap up the show now. I know. We came out and said Houston can be a, a dark a dark horse job opening if they if they lose on this weekend. I wouldn't say that exactly, but we'll, well that, those are the reports that came out. And I really and there was fear that Indianapolis Jim Irsay is just going to fire everybody in Indy, which I think is the right move. But I mean, yeah, you need a new coach in there. You got to fix that roster. So the GM's going to be out. 
The coach is going to be out. I think... I could see uh, Rx Ryan uh, type of guy in Indy. Yeah, and, you know, we... um. Just, I, I need. I think I need to. If he can bring in a good offensive coordinator in there to help out Andrew Luck, uh, and we don't know what's going on with T.Y. Hilton. I heard he had a non-contact knee injury this weekend, but it's going to be fun, man. The coaching carousel is definitely going to be fun, especially after the season ends. There's a lot of job openings, and I say good luck to you on Friday, as I will see you back on Monday. Uh, Thank just you, make sure Joe doesn't uh, Joe doesn't destroy it too much when he's on the show. Uh, thank you everybody who's listened. Thank you, Stephen and Joe who came on the show. Stephen of the SND podcast channel. If you want to listen to his podcast, Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, you can also listen to our show on his SoundCloud page, uh, with him and Dan. They do a great job for us. Oh, oh. And for, uh, several other podcasts as well. Oh, oh awesome. You definitely got to go check him out. If you, you haven't lived, if you haven't listened to that podcast yet. So I, Stephen, I will see you on Monday. Hopefully we'll have good things to talk about with the Giants. For anyone who missed the show, we had Steven on before. He predicts it will be uh, Steelers and Falcons as of the Steelers winning the Super Bowl. Joe believes it will be the Patriots over the Cowboys. Steven, you have the Giants over the Steelers. And I, non-biasedly, have the, St- have the, the Giants oh, over the Patriots completing the trilogy. Uh, thanks for listening. Weissman and Oz, I-95 Sports Network. Uh, Stephen, we'll see you on Friday. I will see you back on Monday coming back from vacation. Thank you, everybody.